We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fellas, it's a stressful time of the year. The holidays are coming up. So your bank account is going to take a big hit no matter what. Whether it's shopping for food, Christmas presents, a uh, trip to Detroit to watch Pitt in the Quick Lanes Bowl. And of course you got players decommitting from your favorite college football team. And with all that on your mind, you may lose that loving feeling. And of course, then you got to worry about your significant other decommitting and getting, because, you know, she's getting bigger offers from uh, bigger schools and maybe they're uh, better. Don't let that happen, guys. You know why? Because you got a big-ass booster in your corner. Yes, Blue Chew. It's blue like the pill. It works like Viagra and Cialis, but chewable, so it works up a lot faster. Take them any time of the day. On empty stomach or full. And right now we got a special deal. Go to bluechew.com. Enter the promo code armchair. And get your first order free. All you got to do is pay the $5 in shipping. So go to Blue Chew. And play like a champion today. But just not like Notre Dame. They suck. Alright guys, welcome in. It's another Panther Rants podcast with Vlad Harris. Or actually, I should say Pip Panther Rants and other sports rants. You know, there's a lot of... um. Excuse me for a second, I'm back out of this garage here. I was just thinking about all this. A lot of correlation here between, um, you know, I guess, I guess you can say erectile dysfunction. No, not so much erectile dysfunction, but I would say um, appendage size and college football recruiting. I mean, let's think about this. You're a school, you know, you may get 40, you know, you're in a power conference, say, and you got like, um, you know, you get maybe 30 to 50,000 for your games. Recruiting tends to be a pain in the ass because you have to deal with bigger schools. Ah, see that bigger, bigger schools with bigger um, stadiums and of course, bigger attendance, right? And maybe they have, you know, facilities are bigger. I mean, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot to digest here. Am I right? Now, does that mean it's going to be better for them? You know, quote unquote, bigger is better. No, not exactly. I mean, because here's the thing: you could end up um, 
say in like places like Vanderbilt or even uh, like Tennessee or um, South Carolina, it doesn't mean it's going to be any better for you. Or for recruits, I should say. Because the only thing that's really, you know, make, making them stand out usually is they have the SEC patch on their jerseys. Just because they go to a bigger school and there's more attendance, the facilities may be better, doesn't mean everything else is going to be better for you. Or your, I should say your experience. <laughs> and that's the thing, uh, if, you're, you know, if you're very insecure and, you know, if you're dang and if you're insecure... One thing I always used to tell people, and I had friends who were, you know, they're insecure about the other, their person's past. And one thing I always say is never ask about it because it's never, it never, you know, nothing ever good comes out of it. I mean, it's maybe when you're sober, you know, nothing bad comes out, but when it, when you're drunk is when you're, you know, it's when it all comes out. I've witnessed that a bunch of times. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is um, if we're talking about, you know, the size of a male appendage, I mean, does, it, does you know, the size really matter? Well, here's the thing. If you don't know what, here's the thing. You could be a, a college program with all the, with all the bells and whistles, but if you don't know what you're doing, you're never going to come out on top. And that's, you know, and, and and your females, they will tell you the same thing. I mean, at the end, I mean, you could, I mean, you could be built like John Holmes, and and if you don't know how to, you know, you know, work what you have, then well, all you got really is something to play with a ball with. You could probably shoot pole with it, or you could play the piano with it. You know, I mean, a lot of things you can do with it. Play ring toss with it. But that's really about it. I mean, it's, you know, if you don't, have, you know, if you don't know how to utilize it, what's the point? All right, let's move on to another subject, because that was fun. But yes, um, as we stay on the subject of, uh, com- you know, of recruiting, Pitt did have a player decommit recently Henry Parrish decommitted you know um Pitt fans you know voted for him you know for some award and that was great but I mean we all knew this was coming for a while um just on his interviews and but you know we landed him in the um in the summer and of course his highlights blew up as the football season began that he made some big plays and of course, he went viral on Twitter, and well, you, you knew what was going to happen then. Yep, other schools were going to offer, and of course, are they bigger and better? No, not exactly. Right now, two schools he's talking to are Miami and Florida. Miami certainly isn't bigger, or better than Pitt. They just have you know a bunch of national titles. That's really about it. Well, Miami's on; they're on; they're a really great program. But when they're off, they're really off. And we're seeing that right now. They've been off probably since Larry Coker left. And they haven't been the same. They, they just get really good athletes. They just don't, they don't know what to do with them. See? They, see? They don't know how to work with what they have, you guys. Whereas we may get some, uh, you know, decent to mediocre players. And we know just how to work with them. 
it'd be scary if we got actually really good, you know, recruits. I mean, if we got seven wins out of this bunch, imagine if we got, you know, a top ten recruiting class. Think about that, you guys. We'd be winning national titles. Like, you know, we'd be the hottest ticket in town. But, unfortunately, that's just not going to happen. The thing about Henry is he's a, um, Henry or Harry, whatever his name is. I mean, he, what, who cares? He's not playing here anymore anyway. Um, when you recruit kids in the South and ACC, SEC territories, eventually these programs, if they didn't get offered initially in the summer or, did, or they didn't get enough offers that they wanted, eventually these schools will come around, and which is what happened here. And if a kid has an opportunity to... Um, in those territories that go somewhere where he'll play closer to home and stay in the south where the weather will be a little bit better, he'll do that. That's just the reality of it. He really has no reason to go to Pitt and, you know, be in the snow. Although, if you can play in cold weather, you can play anywhere for the most part. But he's gone, and, of course... People are trying to rationalize us, saying, well, you know, we need the scholarships, you know, and it is what it is. Well, given what we saw from our running backs this past year, I would, I would say, you know, we could always use more running backs because the ones we had really didn't um, set themselves apart. And you could blame the offensive line as well. The line wasn't great, but the backs really didn't give you much reason to, you know, the feel good either unless we're using pass catching backs which you know a lot of these guys did you know did get double digits and receptions so Pitt has a commit from um, a New York kid by the name of Israel Abaconda he's now a four star on, on certain sites now and supposedly he's really good he's supposedly better than uh, Parrish and we, all, all of our problems are solved because now we can use the extra scholarship for tight ends that will probably never land or we'll have to, um, you know, try to flip a flip flip a kid from uh, uh, from UTEP because we can't land anybody else, or we we go we go through the transfer portal when we go find a you know a tight end that maybe had a lot of potential when they signed with a school and they sucked, so we end up signing them and hopefully we get some production out of them. So, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, that's a just for the most part. Uh, the Quick Lanes Bull t-shirts are up for sale. So I went and got one, and they're beautiful. You know, I really don't buy bull shirts, but I ha- I just had to buy this one. I don't know why. It's just the pit, the Eastern Michigan thing, the Mac. I don't know. I hate the Quick Lanes Bull, but I'm not excited for it. I don't, I don't know why. Maybe because I, I get to watch a pit football game one last time, you know, and it's after Christmas, so... As I try to recover, you know, from my uh, a wounded bank account, I get to watch Pitt uh, play against Eastern Michigan and hope that they don't come out lethargic. Where the way I see things happening is, I see Pitt jumping out to like a seventeen nothing lead. Then, um, as the half is about to end, Pitt gets a bunch of personal fouls. Eastern Michigan scores before the half, and eventually, 
pick kicks a field goal in the second half and went and holds on the win 20 to 17. That's pretty much what I think what's going to happen with this bowl game. That's pretty much the likely scenario. Although maybe Pitt will uh, surprise us and actually blow this team out and we won't have to worry about it anymore. But um, this is obviously the school that Heather Like was at. So it's the Heather Like Bowl, and I guess the guy, the coach that's there is the guy, one that the Heather Like hired, and he's been doing pretty decent for Eastern Michigan. At one time, they were going to uh, get rid of the program. And I guess Heather uh, convinced them not to get rid of it. So I guess they, um, you know, they, they, I think they renovated the stadium and they, yeah, they renovated the renovated the stadium and they just, they eliminated some other programs instead. So yeah, they kept college football and they just eliminated other programs. So I, I guess it worked out for them because they're going to bowl games and of course the payouts not as much. My uh, coworker, his uh, son plays for Baylor. They're going to the Sugar Bowl, and he's ec- ecstatic, obviously. Well, I mean, the, obviously, you know, his dad is, because his dad gets to drive, you know, six hours from Houston to the, to the you know, bowl game. The payout for this bowl game is $17 million. And, and of course, you know, they get gifts and stuff like that. So, they're you know, he, they're, they're pretty excited and eager to see what kind of gifts they get. So I'm, you know, it was funny because I, you know, I went to work that next, you know, Monday and asked him. I'm like, "Hey, are you going to that bowl game? You going to New Orleans?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going." So that's good for them. I mean, they almost beat Oklahoma with their third string quarterback. They should have won that game. They should be in the college football playoffs. Baylor should be, but their consolation is the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. I mean, you gotta love that. Pitt's consolation was Eastern Michigan, and, you know, it's just that. And I know there's, like, some hot takes about how, oh, the program's dying because we're in we're in some uh, we're in some bullshit uh, game, uh, bowl game in Detroit. It's a MAC program. The program isn't any fucking trouble, guys. I mean, settle down. We're not, you know, obviously we haven't taken that big step forward, which I don't know what the hell that is. I mean, as long as Clemson's doing, you know, kicking ass the way they are, we're not going to really, we're not going to play in a college football playoff. We may end up in some better bowl, probably the pinstripe at maximum. But we're obviously not dipping to um, this, you know, the you know, the 96 Panthers where, you know, they got blown up by Ohio State 72 nothing. So, the program is in trouble, guys. We're not in shambles. I mean, we survived that. I mean, hell, we survived the uh, the Todd, you know, we survived Mike Haywood for two weeks, Todd Haley leaving after a year, and, of course, Paul Chris and his house cleaning. So, I, you know, we survived a whole lot, a hell of a lot. And we've seen rock bottom, and the program isn't going to hit rock bottom. We may have a losing season here and there now, but it's not going to be as a, you know as pitiful as it was. I mean, we've seen pitiful. We saw, um, let's see, the Dave Wanstead, early years of the Dave Wanstead era. 
uh, let's see, five and six. The next year, six and six because, well, we started out six and one and lost five straight then that season and didn't make a bowl game. And we had a chance to win seven games. We had a 14 point lead against UConn, and we decided that regular Ron Stevens up the middle to run out the clock was a great idea. We ended up in overtime and losing. Then the next year, we lose our starting quarterback. We finish, I think, four and eight or five and seven, one of the two. I mean, does it matter? So, we've seen rock bottom, guys. We're not hitting rock bottom with this program. So, yeah, let's let's leave the hot let's leave the hot takes to people who um, you know just want you know clicks for their site and they want controversy. We're doing just fine. The sun's going to shine in the morning. The O's going to stay open. And we're always going to have beautiful pit gear to buy. Life is good. Life is grand. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this pit, for this quick lanes bull. I mean, why not? I mean, let's, let's you know, Penn or Deucey has a, never won a bowl game. Let's let him get this off his back, and who knows, maybe we win more bowl games eventually down the road although we can say that um, well last year we should have won the bowl game against Stanford but we had a lethargic offense and yeah there was that uh, Northwestern game you know the, the pinstripe bowl James Conner gets hurt and we were just lethar- lethargic the entire game it's just getting these guys up ready for these you know, for these, for these bowl games has always been the problem. You know, our last bowl game win was uh, against, um, you know, was was here in Detroit. We beat um, we beat some bullshit uh, MAC team. I remember. Yeah, it was it was a MAC team. Oh, that's right. It was the revenge game because supposedly there was some player on the, that team, if I remember correctly, that um. We didn't recruit or something like that, and this was his revenge, and, you know, he really didn't do dick against us. And we had Aaron Donald and James Conner, and James Conner played defense, and he even he, even he got a piece of the action. Yep. Um, and bear with me, guys. I'm driving the work, so you're going to hear some revving and all kind of bumping, all kind of crap. Uh, Pitt basketball. Their next three, their next game is till Monday. And basically, if you look at the schedule, their last three games are a bunch are against a bunch of cupcakes. Bingham, Binghamton may give us a problem, but that's really about it. So Pitt has a chance to uh, you know win their next three and close out the you know their early schedule. Although we had two early ACC games, we had uh, Florida State and Louisville. I know Jim Beheim hated these early ACC games, but I actually loved them mainly because for Pitt in their situation, they get to see what they're up against early. So when conference play begins, they know how to make make the adjustments needed. They know what they're going to need to do 
when conference play hits full stride. So, I like what you know. I, I like it because they get to see where they're at currently and where where they need to go and how they need how they need to do it. And you know they played really well against Louisville, but you know some players didn't show up, and we also had you know some shitty officiating as well. But there's a lot to feel good about. I mean, well, are we going to make a, a tournament? No, but I think we'll be a lot, lot more, lot more better off than we were. So let's enjoy that. Now, as to close it off, we do have um, one thing I forgot, didn't touch on is um, there's some pit players that are exploring their draft options. You got Paris Ford, you got Jalen Twyman, they got Patrick Jones the second, I believe is. I think it's a salutation. So let's talk about those for a minute. Um, for one thing, all three of these guys are very talented. They had really good seasons. And naturally, when you do, when that happens, you're going to explore your draft options, especially if you're eligible. Um, you hope they don't hire an agent. Although I'm not sure if they see that the way rules change for you could still hire an agent. I don't know. NCAA is weird. They tend to change things. But they had good seasons, and I don't blame them for exploring draft options. If you, if you can get paid, get paid. If you don't want to risk another season of college where you may get hurt. But, you know, the thing is, is you know, getting the camp is one thing, but also you, you got to make the team as well. So you got to look, look to see if you're going to be a, um, you know, a second-day pick. And second-day pick really is rounds two you know, through four because, you know, the first round is – one day, it's a one-day extravaganza now because it's a lot of festivities, commercials, a lot of media coverage, a lot of people kissing your ass. Now it's, you know, big spe- first round's a big spectacle now. So day two is, you know, if you can get through rounds two, two through four, I mean, yeah, you're, you get paid. Go, get, go do what you need to do. So I don't blame these guys doing this. You gotta go see where you're at. I mean, I think Twyman and probably Patrick Jones. I think they're you know they're probably gonna be ready to go. I think they'll be gone. Paris Ford could probably use another year, but I think he'll end up going as well. But there's you know, some people are saying that he's gonna stay, and you know they have the you know, they have their sources that he's staying, but. Again, nothing special until these guys say it, but, you know, if they do, more best of luck to them. And, yeah, losing players is, you know, the draft is just part of life. And, uh, you know, other stuff going around. Garrett Cole got a big contract. I find it humorous that Astros fans are being butthurt over this. I'm, I mean, personally, I don't care. I mean, um, I'm not, you know, maybe because I'm not a diehard Astros fan. I can understand the Astros you know, fan point of view where after the, you know, the game, the World Series was over, he had his agent's hat, hat on and he wasn't a, a, an employee of, of the Astros anymore. So I can understand how, how, you know, that, how that may piss people off. But at the end of the day, the Astros needed an arm. And they got one, and he gave them a, you know, two good, se- really good seasons. 
they just didn't get a title. It's just it's part of life. I mean, they could have had one, but their uh, manager fucked things up, and of course their um, their players on offense didn't show up. And if they did, they wanted to hit home runs, and they didn't want to hit base hits because you know home run, you know, because getting singles and doubles is boring. Yeah, well, it didn't work out for them. So whatever. He goes to New York. He's going to get paid, and that's that. I mean, he may have to deal with some things playing the you know, in the Big Apple. That's always pressure, and he's got to deliver. So hopefully, Garrett has the maturity to uh, not you know to deal with all that because playing it's, playing in Pittsburgh and Houston is a lot different than playing in New York. Sure, Houston's a bigger city than Pittsburgh, but as far as you know, the, the big market type of thing, it's, it's not there. I know some people will will be happy if he fails, but you know what? At the end of the day, when he goes to bed, he his bank account's going to be a lot bigger than everybody else's. So who cares? Now, is bigger is a bigger bank account better? Well, sure, it is because you know you're able to pay your bills. Just make sure you save your money and you know how to work work your bank account. Ah, see, there we go again. All right, guys, I'm done here. My mind's in the gutter. Hell to pit. Bye.